Hallelujah. But we you, Father. We exalt your holy name. And Father, we thank you for where we are. We thank you for where we are. You brought us all this way for so many years, and we thank you, Father. And so many times we felt like quitting, we were angry, but you wouldn't let us let go. And we thank you, Father. And Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be encouraged and healed and blessed in every way. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, you are always welcome in this place. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Well, it's a good time to be serving God. I'm just excited about what God is doing. Amen. Things are going to be happening sooner than expected. You know how it is when God gives you a prophecy, and, it, you know, sometimes we chalk them up with all the other prophecies. Well, this ain't one to chalk up. Amen. This is happening. But are you ready? Well, what do you do? Get ready. Everybody get ready. Amen. You know, I, I just believe God is going to be doing it. This is what how the Lord showed this to me. He says, I'm going to be giving some special deliveries, some early deliveries. And this is what happened to me. I had to order some checks. Y'all know me. Most of y'all know I have a problem with checks. I'm always out of checks. And I had to order some, and I wanted them quickly, but I was not willing to pay that extra money it cost to get them delivered quickly. But I wanted them quickly. I didn't want to spend God's money that way. But I ordered the checks, and I paid for them. I said, they said, well, do you want us to take this money out of your account? And I said, yeah. And I said, well, I have a check, or I'll have some money to put in there before, because it always takes 7 to 10 days. I didn't, I didn't order the early quick. I didn't want to pay the money. So I told them, yeah, go ahead take it out because I figured "Mm, we'll have the money in there and uh, I ordered a lot of checks so it cost a little more I didn't realize it but they said seven to ten days and I said okay two days later they were on my porch two days later of course it messed up my account but then when I told them you always take seven to ten days it's okay we'll take that money put it back in there I said better (laughs) i wasn't letting them get away with that but in the midst of that the lord was showing me something he was saying that's where my people are my covenant people are right at this moment on special delivery on special delivery amen special delivery is is a a a early like an early delivery amen an express delivery so a lot of things that we're talking about because we've prayed and prayed for so many years and god's been saying from day one we i'm gonna do that i'm gonna get that to you but everything now is on express delivery special delivery early delivery so look for it because it is on early delivery we i think we've all accepted the fact that God is going to do this thing, and to, to a lot of us it is frightening because we've not been in this place before. 
but God is saying plan for early delivery, express delivery. And and you know how I, I didn't pay for express delivery. I refused to pay for it, but it came early. And God says, this is the way I'm going to deliver your blessing, express delivery. And I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> express delivery. Hallelujah. Things are going to be happening sooner than expected. You know, we may we say, well, before the end of the year, but God is saying it's on early express. <laughs> I didn't mean to try to prophesy, but this is what happened. My checks came. I didn't pay for the, for the uh, express, but I got express. And the Lord said, this is how I'm going to bless you. Everything is on uh, 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 express, like our early delivery. Express delivery. Amen. So are you ready? Amen. If you're expecting a package and it comes earlier, that's God. Amen. Sooner than expected. So it's like this. Sooner than expected. That's what I should call this teacher. <laughs> Sooner than expected. Amen. This is a season where we are, are in a right now. Amen. We're in a right now season. God has some things already on delivery. God has already. Uh, now this is what I like. God has an already plan. An already plan. Hallelujah. He has an already planned for breakthrough. Some divine, unexpected, sudden things coming to us. I'll say that again. Some divine, unexpected, sudden things are coming to us. Because it's all coming together now. It's all coming together. It has to happen this season because of God's plan and purpose for our lives. It has to happen this season. And it's going to happen suddenly. See, still we're living in the suddenlies where you don't know what day. You don't know what week. You don't know what month. You don't know what hour. So we're still living in the suddenlies. And then suddenly the thing that you have prayed for for years will come to pass. It's all coming together because this season is favor-based. Also, grace has been looking for us. Grace looks for you. Amen. The devil doesn't hold the, your promise or your future in his hand. He doesn't. He makes you think he does, but he doesn't. And that's why we have to consider not. We have to consider not because it doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what it looked like. And I'm just going to tell you, it don't matter what people say. They, you know, even if that person is involved in your future blessing, it don't matter what they say. Are you kidding me? You're going to start listening to the devil now? Mm -mm. Doesn't matter what they say. Because they're going to do exactly what God tells them to do. Amen. It's favor-based. Hallelujah. Why? Because the, the devil does not hold our promises. He doesn't hold your future. And at some point, he has to leave you alone. Saul had to stop breathing threats against Christians before Paul was Saul. He had to stop doing that. But he thought he could go on and on forever, killing Christians, threatening Christians, you know, uh, 
threatening them. If you go to church, if you if you trust and believe in that word, if you, if, you, if I catch you reading the Bible or whatever he was doing, I'm going to kill you. At some point, and he was worse than the devil because he was the devil on earth <laughs> to a lot of people. But he had to stop. God put a stop to it now. Let's go to Acts 9, verse 1. And we will read and just get an example of how the devil has to leave you alone. Amen. So that voice, that voice that the devil keeps whispering to you, telling you it'll never happen or it'll never work, you shut that voice down. See, in other words, you have the authority and the power to to shut that voice down. Now, we've always had it. But you know how sometimes in the past we didn't feel like, well, God might not do it, so I better not say nothing. Or I don't know if God is going to stand behind me in this. But this is a season where you better shut that voice down because God is behind you 100%. He's with whatever you say. Whatever you say, he's going to make it come to pass. And so you must shut that voice down prophesy that's why we have the authority to prophesy to the wind prophesy because that wind of the spirit is prophetic wind and it has power dominion and authority and whatever you say god's gonna honor what you say amen and so you have to we're in a season where we have to believe this acts 9 verse 1 says then paul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way, and that's the way of Christ, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. See, he wanted to throw in jail everybody that was reading the Bible or even saying that they believe in Jesus. Because he didn't want that. He thought that he, it's like who put him in charge of the believers. But it's people like that right now that think that they have power and dominion over a child of God. Especially somebody that's been appointed by God. You know, we're going to put the witches on you. It won't work. It won't work. Because it can't work. Amen. But, you know, it's like this. The devil, you see how the devil don't stop. He's relentless. But you know what? At some point, when it's his time, he will stop because God will stop him. Amen. It says in verse 2, and as, oh, yeah, I read, I read that. So he went to the, to the high priest to get letters sent out to all the synagogues where people cannot worship God. Verse 3 says, As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. And it says, And suddenly. So sometimes you don't see God coming. But suddenly, amen, suddenly he will come through for you. Verse 4, Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? He already knew who it was. Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats or the pricks. Amen. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? 
Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Hallelujah. Let's see, I guess I'm going to keep going. And then the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Can you imagine hearing a voice, but seeing no one? Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were open, he saw no one. In other words, when his eyes began to open, when he became aware of God, his eyes were blinded. Amen. Couldn't see. Hallelujah. And he was there. He was, did I finish that? He was open, and he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was there three days without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now, he was on a wild fast then. Now, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him, the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas. For one calls Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. Hmm. That's what he forbade everybody to do, isn't it? He forbade everybody to pray. Don't pray. Don't read your Bible. Don't go to the synagogue. Don't worship God. Don't do none of that. But he was praying. See, God knows what to do. When he took his sight, he said, oh, cut of a son that he was probably praying in <laughs> Verse 12 says, and in a, vision he, in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. So in other words, God gave Ananias a vision of him and where to go, straight street. And then gave Saul of Tarsus a vision of Ananias coming to lay hands on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias uh, answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority, um, and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go for he is a chosen vessel of mine. See, when God chooses somebody, you better take your hands off them. I don't care how many stupid statements they make. Amen. Just, but see, most people don't believe that. But see, it's just like God saved us from hell. He, he saves everybody. Even somebody that don't that don't think before they talk. We did the same thing. Now we just cool enough to shut up and just have a bad attitude. <laughs> but we still think in the same way. Amen. But you know, new conversions, they don't know what to say and what not to say. I remember everything people used to ask me, I would tell the truth and say it and then consider that might be hurting somebody's feelings. You know. But that religion, oh, well, just tell the truth. But you don't, you don't say things that will hurt people. But you've got to learn these things. Amen. You know, somebody asks, well, how my dress look? Oh, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. You know, you don't speak if it's raggedy. I mean, you know, whatever it is. You don't, you don't tell people 
well, that don't look good. Now, some people, if you had that kind of relationship, like family members, you can say, eh, I don't like that. But you can't do that with everybody. Amen. These things we have to learn. 15, but the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands upon him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appears who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. They didn't just get him saved. Amen. They gave him the full enchilada. Well, I, I could go to heaven without being praying in tongues. Well, you sure won't be talking up there. And re, you sure won't be communicating with anybody because this is how they talk up. It's the, lang- it's the language of heaven. You know, people to say anything. So anyway, whatever. But hallelujah. So let's see, where am I? 18. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he rose and was baptized. So then he had received food and was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. See, he was running with the posse he hated. In verse 1, it says he, he was harassing them and, and throwing insults at them. Verse 20, immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogue, said he is the Son of God. But Saul, but Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt, who dealt, dwelt in Damascus, proving that Jesus is the Christ. Now after many days were passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. Now the Jews is on him. You know, what goes around comes around for the people you hurt. <laughs> Verse 24. But their plot became known to Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down through the wall in a large basket. And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but there were but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. In other words, look, you've you done too much. We don't trust that. <laughs> you may talk a good game, but we don't believe you've been converted. <laughs> I, can, I can dig it. Amen. So they did not believe that he was a disciple, but Barabbas took him and brought him to the apostles and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that he had had spoken to him. And now he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem coming in and going out. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenist. But they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus. Then the churches throughout all Judea, um, Galilee, and Samaria 
had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. So he, he had fruit because they had to fear the Lord. Amen. Suddenly that light from heaven was shown and Saul, and Saul was changed. Amen. It happened suddenly. Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts 12. It was Paul's sudden moment that brought things all together. Amen. Just like us. Things are working together. They're coming together. Amen. And and you know why these things come together? Because of the will of God. God's will brings things together. Amen. And always, his will always brings things together because his will be done. Amen. And Saul was converted and changed in his name. And it came sooner than he expected. In fact, I don't think he expected that at all. Acts 12, verse 5. It says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were the door were keeping the keeping the prison now behold an angel of the lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison and he and he struck peter on the side and raised him up saying arise quickly and his chains fell off of his hand so arise that word arise is a prophetic statement and when he was told to arise the shackles fell off amen Hallelujah. It all came together. Amen. Sooner than he thought. So Peter was in trouble. And because uh, of King Herod, and King Herod was against the believers. So this is, was this was Peter's trouble. Let's see, where am I at? In verse 7? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Arise quickly and his chains fell off of his hands. Then the angel said to him, gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And, he, and so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. And when they were passed and first, wait a minute. And when they were passed, the first and the second guard post they came to the iron gate that leads to the city which opened to them of its own accord in other words god will unlock some locked doors amen because that's what he did right then for paul and they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him so that angel's job was just to break him out of prison Amen. Really lead him out of prison because it was a supernatural situation. You know, doors that were locked, that was the main door to the prison, flew open for, for him because God will unlock some locked doors. 
And that's the season we're living in right now. So don't be afraid to go back to a place that you were turned down. Go back to uh, asking for a position maybe that you didn't get or something because just because it was closed to you once does not mean that God won't unlock it. Sometimes God wants you to know that it's him. And so you go in his name, and this time you go and expect that door to be unlocked, and it will be unlocked. If God wants you to have it, it will be unlocked. Amen. Did I do 11? And Peter had come to himself and said, I know for certain that the Lord has sent this angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. And when she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, she did not open the gate but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you are beside yourself, yet keep insisting, but kept insisting that it was so, so they said it is is his angel. Now Peter continuing knocking, so keep knocking at that door. Keep knocking. And when they opened the door, they saw that it was him and they were astonished. See, they knew that he was in lockup, lock up and locked down. Amen. And they didn't think that he would ever get out of there. But Peter, Peter got out because the chains fell off. Because God did a supernatural thing. It was his suddenly moment. So Peter had a sudden, in fact, he had three suddenly moments. God has his, in other words, God has your deliverance plan. He has your way of escape for his people. And prayers are already answered by God. It's the already factor. And that's what Tim Hill was talking about, the already factor. So when he was talking about Amos 9, 13, it's already been given. All we have to do is receive. It's an already factor. God has already done the work. Peter was already released in a free man because of the already factor. Those people, the house that he just knocked on the door and kept knocking, and the girl Rhoda said, it's, you know, he's at the door. That was, uh, they were in there praying. So that released him, and that was a big factor in him being released, that door coming open, the prison door. It's the already factor. Hallelujah. And that's what, and see, when you're working in the, in the, how can I say that, in the, when you're working in the midst of an already factor, or when God is saying, I'm going to do this like Amos 9, 13, there's no failure in it. Well, why don't people get it? They don't believe it. They don't expect things to change, especially with money. You know, I've always been struggling, and I, and you're going to struggle with that mindset. So when you're dealing with an already factor, I'm thinking you need to change your mindset. Start expecting instead of not expecting. Start believing the word because it's already done. 
it, this suddenly season, this things that come suddenly, that's the already factor. Amen. It's God's deliverance plan. Because it's on schedule and God has promised it, all we need to do is believe it and get ready for it. Amen. They didn't see it coming because it came sooner than expected. Amen. Because God works in the suddenlies. And he's working in the suddenlies even now. Even now, as we speak, God is working in the suddenlies. And he's trying to tell somebody to get ready, to prepare for what has already been provided for. It's already done. Amen. It's already done. In other words, it's a suddenly moment, or it's his deliverance plan. But it's our God is really, really trying to tell somebody that, it, look, this is going to happen. Amen. God is so merciful, he'll give you things that's good for you that you were too stubborn to pray for. And he'll give it to you anyway, but he's saying you still have to prepare. you got to believe it and, and expect it and prepare for it. And so I believe this season is what God is doing. He is trying to help us in every way because it's his will. His delivery, deliverance plan is his will. Let's go to Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah 1, verse 11. And it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Hallelujah. You all remember that almond tree is the waker. It's called a waker. It blooms early. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the early bloomer. And it and that's the tree that people look, you know, they didn't have the Holy Spirit to show them a lot of things. So farmers looked for that tree. When they saw that waker starting to bloom, they knew what season it was. Or they could look for other things to come into bloom or whatever. But they told a lot by the, that waker tree. Told when things were ready. Hallelujah. I see the branch of an almond tree. And then the Lord said to me, uh, you have seen well, for I am ready, just like that tree was ready, because it's an early waker tree. It's called a waker. It's early. Are y'all getting this? I am ready to perform my word. I've been watching over it to perform it. But it's ready now. Amen. Watching, waking, hastening, anticipating, alert, vigilant, on the lookout. He's been watching over his word to perform it. Amen. Early. The waker tree blooms early. Hallelujah. So these things are going to come. See, once God puts that out, expect it any day. It's not, no, it's not going to be like it used to be. Amen. He's saying, wake up and smell the coffee brewing. <laughs> Jeremiah, what do you see? 
I see the rod of an almond tree, the early tree, the one that blooms early. Then I said, I will hasten my word to perform it. So God is coming quickly and giving you what you want so you best prepare for. Condition your mind. Amen. God is involved in divine, unexpected, sudden things. And those words, I'm going to remember that. Divine, unexpected, sudden things. No matter what it looks like. Now, he's not saying everything's going to look different. See, this is where what I believe God wants us to see and understand. He's not saying it's going to all look like that, too. He didn't say that. He said expect divine, unexpected things that he's going to do. Sudden things. So if something is sudden, it looks one way one day. And the next day is changed. So a smart person would receive the word with gladness, amen, and thankfulness and ride in on that. Amen. That's what I'm doing. He's working from his time frame and not our. Well, I need time to prepare where there's that foolish, five foolish virgins. See, that's why I see why Pastor Barb, God gave her that message, that prophecy about everybody is split. Even in this country, it's split. There's some for and against. And he's saying, choose ye this day who you will serve. You're either for me or against me. If you believe what I say, then you're for me and get with that and stay with that. Quit flip-flopping. Ain't did I say that again? Because God is saying, I'm, I'm going to hasten my word to perform it, and I'm going to do exactly what my will is. Amen. And I am going to do this thing in the suddenly. So you have to, it's up to you to believe it and prepare it for it, or keep looking like you got time, like the five foolish virgins. Amen. See, it was a split decision. It was five over here and five over there. We see the same thing in the natural in our government, half and half. And God is saying, where are you in your belief process? You either believe me or you don't. If you don't believe me, that means you're against me. Amen. But the five foolish thought that they always had time, and they didn't because they didn't want to believe that God was coming. The bridegroom was coming. They really didn't want to get married. <laughs> they really didn't want to get married. They just talked about it. But really the thought of marriage scared them. Hint, hint. It scared them because they were so into carnality, into carnal thinking, they didn't think God was going to give them what they wanted. Like he don't know. What's going on? Amen. See, God knows us inside and out, and that's why sometimes in the natural people say opposites attract, because he knows what you need to keep you balanced. Amen. He knows what you need. And so he is doing this by divine inspiration. He knows what he's doing. It's according to his will. Let these things be done. And they are already on schedule. 
already in on pro, in progress in progress and he is going to get the glory for it amen but we need to receive it with gladness amen start expecting god to come through with the promise with the promise and the miracles amen so it it happens like this healing is on the way amen prosperity is on the way why because of the timing because of what time it is because god is doing things according to his will everything you need is on the way amen it's already in motion so it's already factor it's already in motion healing blessings uh children coming into in line praise you god with the word of god all those things that we pray for uh we're gonna see relatives falling in line well they they doing this and that now it don't matter what they doing now paul was was threatening people in verse one but by verse three <laughs> he was blind and, and praying the bible says he was praying amen amen so don't look in other words the message is not to look at how it looks because when you do that see god put up with that when you were uh, a, a primary christian or you know you were still learning you were moving from one uh, way of thinking to another god put up with that but this is not the season to be questioning what god is doing amen obstacles that look hopeless are suddenly coming into place hallelujah chains have already started to be broken off of people amen chains over your life amen being broken suddenly blessings will overtake you unexpectedly your miracle will manifest when it looks impossible with man the miracle is already in motion and really and truly it don't have to look like it it, it doesn't matter it don't have to look like it's happening it don't have to look like it can still look bad it can look like however god allows it to look it shouldn't affect what we think it shouldn't affect what we expect it shouldn't expect what we do amen it should not affect uh how we think or or where we're going amen only thing we have to do is trust in what god is telling us trust in what he's doing in this season that blessings will overtake you i'm looking for that and i'm receiving it amen when it looks impossible to man that's because it is impossible with man (laughs) but you need to see with god's vision see with his eyes amen understand with his heart amen that's how conversion comes amen we have to see with the eyes of the lord and when it looks impossible the miracle is still already in motion it may look like a dead end but the goodness of god will work for you it's closer than you think an unexpected delivery 
is coming sooner than you think. That seven to eight day delivery comes in two days if God wants it to. Amen. David recovered all in three days. Amen. Hallelujah. Three three days. It was the darkest days or the darkest hour. You know, all his children and his wives, all his his wives and children, all of his, his uh, what he owned, everything had been taken. But but by the end of seventy two hours, he was king. <laughs> he was king in seventy two hours. So don't tell me it can look one way. If you want to stay in that, don't be jealous of me. And don't be mad at me. Well, she didn't help me. Talk to me. I'm I'm preaching with all I have. I'm telling you with everything that I have. And I've been doing that. Even in my darkest hours. I've been still trying to do that. To encourage and to say whatever God is saying even though sometimes my heart was saying like God what about me but you but you know you can't you you just have to trust God trust God in all things amen and so God is saying in this hour it could be one way one day day but it says David recovered all he recovered all all the money all he recovered money that wasn't even his Amen. So it was added. There was things added on to what he had. Amen. So in difficult times, stay encouraged, no matter what it looks like. You ain't worrying about You don't live for what it looked like. or You don't live for what somebody said to you. You don't live for that. You live for what God said. You live for what he is doing. You live for what he has spoken. And he's watching over what he has spoken. He says that he hastens his word to perform it just like the waker tree is so anxious to be bloomed. It blooms in the winter because it's so anxious to bring forth fruit. In its and that's the season. That's its season. Amen. And so David recovered all. So in difficult times, be encouraged. Amen. Don't, don't be bitter in the process. Some people have let the process just change them. Amen. It's time to, you know, trust God. Amen. And keep your attitude healthy. Stay with faith. And God will cause us suddenly doors to be open that you couldn't open before. These are spiritual operations, the spiritual operations of God. And God will change things overnight. Hallelujah. And he'll lead you, leave you an overnight express package. <laughs> well, I'm just going by what he did for me. And it has your name on it with a date. And the date is good. Amen. This government official asked Jesus to pray for his son. And Jesus told him, go back home. The healing is on the way. Amen. But my son is sick. Your son will live and not die. Go back home. Amen. The delivery is on the way. That's in John 4. Let's go there. The delivery is on the way. I like saying that because as I say it, I'm believing it more and more. I'm expecting it more and more. The delivery is on its way. Hallelujah. John 4, verse 46. 
So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made the water into wine. And and I think that was the first miracle that he did, turning the water into wine at the wedding feast. Amen. He says, And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. And Jesus said to him, "Unless listen to this, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will no, by no means believe. Amen. Talking to the majority of the Christians. Amen. Unless you see signs and wonders, you will no, by no means believe. 49. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servant met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Amen. 52. And then he inquired of them the hour when he got better, and they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever has left. Hallelujah. So, and you know what, somebody, I think it's in another scripture, it tells the time. And I'm not sure, but I think this is one of those one o'clock things. And it was exactly the time that Jesus said, Your son lives. Amen. So when God says it, it the, the the delivery is already in motion. Hallelujah. Your son lives. Let's see, where are we at? We're in 51. No? Oh, 54? Then he inquired of them an hour. Yeah, 52. And then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. Yeah, that's right. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. And he himself believed in his whole household. In other words, when you see that whole household, they were saved because they believed. Just like the, the keeper of the, the jail, amen, when he asked Paul. You know, how do, I, how do I become born again? What do, what do I do to be saved? And so he believed in his whole household. Hallelujah. Your son lives. And he himself believed in his whole household. 54, and this again is the second sign Jesus did when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. Hallelujah. And so... God is manifesting himself, himself everywhere. You have to be deaf, dumb, and blind to miss him. Amen. In his marvelous works. Hallelujah. Signs and wonders. Great and mighty deeds. Hallelujah. Go your way. Your son liveth. How many of you would have believed that? This man took God at his word, and he expected a miracle. So don't fling away your confidence. Amen. Hebrews 10.35, if you could write that down. Don't cast away your confidence in God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Mark 5. 
Mark 5, verse 39. This is when he had came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? And the child is not dead, but sleeping. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's see, this is the daughter that was not dead the man said come and pray for my daughter and he said she's not dead but she's sleeping and he sent his word to the house and healed her amen that i do i did 39 but let's see let me read a couple more and this is where he said talitha kumi which translated little girl i say to you arise and immediately the girl rose and walked for she was 12 years old of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given to her to eat. In other words, feed her. She's hungry. And don't talk to negative people. Amen. Don't let negative people enter your realm. Amen. Because they don't want you to get blessed. Because they, they don't want no blessing. Amen. So don't let them in your in your realm. Let's go to Second Kings. We'll talk about Elijah. Hallelujah. Second Kings. Verse, I mean, chapter 7. Just a second, I'm dealing with these pages. Oh, 2 Kings. I went to straight for, to 1 Kings, as I always do. Okay, 2 Kings. Chapter 7 and verse 1. It says, Then Elijah said, Hearing the word of the Lord, thus says, thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, uh, what is that? A measure of fine flour shall be sold for a shackle. And two measures of barley for a shackle. At the gate of Samaria. Now, there was a famine going on. Amen. And I think what this is the same scripture that talks about a loaf. You could be able to buy a loaf of bread for a penny. Amen. Hallelujah. Translate it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it says here. Uh, let's see, where am I at? So an officer, I'm in verse 2. On whose hand the king leaned watch whose people you lean on they get to know everything about you then they try to backstab you amen but they have no power see that's why people depend on that kind of demonic activity because they don't have no power otherwise get something on somebody amen that's the whole democratic party almost amen got something on each other so they band together it's just so ungodly Hallelujah. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, 
look if the lord would make windows in heaven could this thing be there's a little doubt and unbelief and he said in fact you shall see it with your eyes but you shall not eat of it accuser of the brethren amen let's see verse three says now there were four leprous men and well let's go back so they've already said to elijah that ain't gonna happen amen now it's moving in talking about the four leprous men at the entrance of the gate and they said to one another why we sit here until we die you know the story and so we will enter the city and famine and the famine is in the city and we shall die there and if we sit here we're going to die anyway now therefore come let us surrender to the army of the syrians and if this keeps us alive we shall live and if they kill us we shall die only only die and they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the syrians and when they had come to the outskirts of the syrian camp to their to their surprise no one was there amen see they did the outrageous they walked in they said we ain't sitting here until we die what do we have to lose and so they went to the enemy for some food (laughs) and no one was there hallelujah and they let's see where am i at five oh six and it says for the lord had caused the army of the syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses the noise of a great army so they said to one another look the king of israel has hired against us the kings of the hittites and the king of the egyptians to attack us amen and it says therefore they arose and fled at twilight and and left the camp intact their tents their horses and their donkeys and they fled for their lives and when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp they went into the tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver gold and clothing and went and hid them and they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it and then they got convicted the conviction of god hit them verse 9 says and they said to one another we are not doing right this day is a day of good news and we remain silent if we wait until morning light comes punishment will surely come upon us now therefore come and let us go tell the king's household and so they went and called to the gatekeeper of the city and told them saying we went to to the samarian camp and surprisingly no one was there not a human soul not even only horses and donkeys tied and tents intact and the gatekeeper called out and they told it to the king's household inside so the king arose in the night and said to his servants let me now tell you what the syrians have done to us they know that we are hungry therefore they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field saying when they come out of the city we shall catch them alive and we shall enter into the city see that's unbelief and fear fear and unbelief never believe even what they see 
always got somewhere it's, it's still it's, it's a trap you know it says and one of the servants answered and said please let several men take five of the remaining horses which are left in the city look they may either become like all the multitude of israel that are left in it or indeed i say they may become like the multitude of israel left from those who are consumed so let us send them and see therefore they took two chariots with horses and the king sent them in the direction of the syrian army saying go and see and they went after them in the jordan and indeed all the roads were full of garments and weapons which the syrians had thrown away in their haste so the messengers returned and told the king and the people went out and plundered the tents of the syrians so a a piece of fine flour was sold for a shekel amen that's that was the prophecy from elisha and two seeds of barley for for a shekel for a penny according to the word of the lord see whatever god says is going to happen i don't know why we continue to fight against what god said whatever god say is going to happen amen verse 17 now the king had appointed the officer of whose hand he leaned to have charge at the gate but the people trampled him in the gate and he died <laughs> just as the man of god had said who spoke when the king came down to him let's stop there but i'm telling you it doesn't it's not a wise thing to work against god or the people of god touch not my anointed some people don't believe in that cuz they get away with it for so long but god works in the suddenlies on those type of things too amen and so we need to respect god respect what he tells us respect that what he says is going to happen is going to happen and respect those people that represent him amen respect one another love one another amen let's see uh, uh did i do yeah i did that let's do uh john 5:1 Amen. And it talks about the man at the gate beautiful. I'm almost done. You know, Daniel Daniel's angels wrestled for 21 days to re-deliver his answer. So, well what took you so long? Well, you got to understand that there's a wrestling that goes on in the spirit realm that we cannot see. to get these these miracles to us. Amen. And it takes some level of faith on our part. We just can't live any way, talk any kind of way, do any kind of thing and expect God to come through. Amen. I believe plenty of times our our blessings, some stuff has been uh attainable, but because of our character, because of our attitude, because of what we do and what we say i believe those things hinder and then there's a such thing as there's a fight in the spirit realm don't help the devil don't help the devil cuz there is a fight going on in the spirit realm so daniel's angels wrestled 21 days i think that was just an analogy or uh, i mean it really happened but i think god put that in there so that we can see 
that things can be held up in the spirit realm because these this fight is real amen and so don't 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 do things that's going to help the devil be detained them prayers pull things forth you know consideration and gratefulness and thankfulness to god pull things forth you know but uh disliking and being angry in the process those things push things further away i mean it helps the devil and so you have to stop and realize well whose side am i on i'm you either on god's side or you ain't like the five foolish and the five wise amen and don't give your oil to the foolish (laughs) hint hint john 5 verse 1 it says after this kelly preached on that after this y'all remember that it says there was a feast of the jews and jesus went up to jerusalem now there was in jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool which is called in hebrew bethesda meaning having five porches and in these lay a great multitude of sick people blind lame paralyzed walking for the uh, waiting for the movement of the water amen and it says for an angel went down at a certain time in the pool and stirred up the waters and then whenever he whenever stepped in for whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the waters was made well by whatever disease they had now we know this is not real i believe it's fake fake healings fake everything amen what i believe happened was the first one that went in was the one with faith that's why they got healed amen but it didn't they didn't have to wait for the for the angel to stir up the water the water was already anointed if it was anointed at all amen but it was that suddenly thing the person that ran in that was the person with faith amen so in other words the man at the gate beautiful needed uh, someone to stir the waters for him he lived for 38 years and then suddenly he was made whole and he saw that this was not <laughs> this was just something that was told to the people but anyway let's see where am i let's do six and then jesus saw him laying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time and he said to him do not do you want to be made whole and the sick man answered him sir i have no man to put me in the pool when the waters are stirred up but while i am coming another steps down before me and jesus said to him rise and take up your bed and walk and that was an instruction amen hallelujah and it says and immediately the man was made whole see it was already there was a blessing already in motion amen Amen. hallelujah he didn't really need anybody to stir the waters all it took was a a leap of faith hallelujah and the man was made well and took up his bed and walked and that day was the sabbath amen yeah he healed on the sabbath amen <laughs> he broke the the what is that judicial ju, judaism or whatever the law amen the law of being perfect amen you know just rituals and so jesus did everything on purpose amen is god will change things overnight 
So trust him and thank him for the turnaround. It's closer than you think. God honors thankfulness. He honors a close relationship. Seek his face. Hunt and, and thirst after him. And that's the key to your breakthrough. It's all coming together for you. Amen. Just wait until the dust settles. And you will see. Call things that are not. If we would just get in the habit of doing all of these things, worshiping God, thanking him, calling things that be not, considering not, all of these things, and, and understanding and know that God honors a covenant relationship. He's honoring us because of the covenant relationship. He honors a covenant. It's plain and simple. And all these things was already in the making. Amen. So God is doing things on a grand scale. So don't doubt. Amen. Because we're his covenant partners. And the best is yet to come. So stay in your word. Stay in your prayer closet. Amen. And hit a blow on the enemy. Because, see, when he comes with that doubt and unbelief, because he's already since the conference and come there, there with somebody. But, see, if we were learning to hit him with that word of God in the gut, give him a gut punch with the word of God. It takes all this stuff. Amen. It takes all this stuff. Daniel's uh, angel was on the way. The victory and everything is on the way. But there still was a wrestling that, and I'm sure some prayers had to be done some faith had to be activated you know the doing of faith a corresponding action had to take place and so we still do all of these things although it's already done you have to get it into manifestation so the stage is set all we have to do is declare victory amen hallelujah god is shaking everything and that's another thing he's shaking everything that can be shaken so make sure you're steady on the rock. Amen. And not on some false stuff that's going to break or, or give in when the dust settles. But stay steady on the rock. Amen. All right. Why don't we quit? Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. Healed in Jesus' name.